Welcome to the Know Your Finance with Priyavas podcast. Welcome to Know Your Finance, episode two. Next, we'll talk to Paul Fisser. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Hi, Devi. Good and you? So good to hear from you, Paul. Um, I'm super excited about finance this month. Um, I, I was hoping you could tell me what happened in the finance world this month. Well, Devi, I think um, as a lot of people out there know and um, have been feeling on their pockets is that the, the VAT increased from 14% to 15%. But you must think it's only 1%. Could it really affect so much in the chain of products and shipping and all that stuff? Well, Devi, if you look at the, your low income um, class, then, I mean, 1% is a lot. Some of them don't even, didn't even have that 14% to start off with. And now all of a sudden they need to pay an extra percent. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are really feeling this 14%. Yes, but, but luckily I've heard that on a few staple products there's no raise. Am I correct? Am I incorrect? Currently, when you're looking at your basic foodstuffs, um, that being your, your eggs, your milk, um, brown bread, etc., then that doesn't um, incur any VAT. It's currently zero rated. And they, there were mentions of actually going into a full review of these basic foodstuffs and perhaps adding some more products to this list. But um, as of yet, that hasn't been finalized yet. So um, if you were paying VAT on anything, uh, if you were treating yourself to, say, a white bread or some of your meats, then uh, you are going to feel that, that extra pinch on your budget. Yes, no, I completely agree. And I know this is a finance, finance podcast, but thinking about meat, in your experience, have you found that it's cheaper to go to a butchery or to buy at Woolworths or whatever? What would you think? Well, I think that you need to find your, your balance between uh, what is considered luxury and, and your really fine, fine lean meat um, and really just meat that you need to get on on a day-to-day basis. Uh, obviously, your butchers will give you a better price than a Woolies. And if, you, if you've got the right butcher, you might even get a, a better cut of meat than you would at Woolies. Um, but it all depends on, on shopping around and seeing where you can buy in bulk, perhaps even going to something like a macro. If you can purchase your whole month's meat beforehand, uh, you, I think you'll really feel the savings. No, I completely agree. Buying bulk is, is almost the only way to do now that tax has, has risen so much. But I think, yeah, there should be, and the lower income, what is the cut-off date to be non-taxed? Or is that, on, is that only on salaries? Well, that'll only be on salaries. Um, on your VAT, that'll be across the board. Everybody will be paying. If, if a product has VAT on it, then everybody will be paying that VAT. Okay, now I, I understand. Speaking about meat, that whole mess up with the meat that was, the, that sickness that came, I, I, would have, I would have thought that would have brought down the meat prices, or is that only um, in that some brand that I'm not going to mention now? Well, it seems like the, the incidents were contained to a specific brand. Um, and because it's not an industry-wide um, epidemic, you wouldn't really see a change in the price. In fact, if there was to be a change in the price, I, I would actually um, think that you would see an increase in the price due to one of our larger competitors now being out of the game for a little while. You could be moving to a, a bit of a monopoly. Yes, no, I understand, I understand. That's great, Paul. Thank you so much. Moving on, did anything happen in the global market this month that would inf- influence us, South Africa? Well, there were a lot of talks about Donald Trump imposing trade wars with uh, China and Japan, etc. 
uh, and that would then include putting extra import tariffs on products that are imported from China, etc., into the U.S., um, which obviously is, is good for for the U.S. because you're you're increasing your your gross domestic product and uh, almost forcing your your citizens to buy locally. That has put a, a bit of a strain on international relationships. Um, and China, I know, has actually threatened to to also put up some some tariffs on on goods that are imported from the U.S. So it couldn't be, it couldn't possibly be so easy to put in a tr- trade wars. Is is there like a whole process of months and years, or can it actually happen any of any any day? Well, it really depends on whether you have contracts in place with um with a certain country. I mean, for instance, if the U.S. had a a ten year agreement in place with China, and that has now reached an end, then they would effectively be able to to immediately increase tariffs um, on those products. It all depends on where you are in that contract. Okay, now I understand. And that would, would, would that influence us? Let's say that happens, and China's angry at the US, US angry at China. What would, that, what would the implications be for SA? Well, we've seen with the, with the talks of the trade wars, um, it's actually had a negative effect on, on the rand, with the US strengthening their dollar, and confidence by the US citizens has grown which is really led to a positivity there. Obviously, there are always two sides, and some people are for it and some people are against it. On the emerging markets, it's uh, had a bit of a negative effect. Why would that happen, though? Uh, David, when you look at the, your emerging markets um, and you look at your, some of your larger emerging markets, um, your BRICS countries, for example, that'll be uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Because of these trade wars and trade tariffs that um, are, see, are perhaps seen to be to be raised on Chinese imports, that has a, a, a negative effect on investor confidence on your Chinese market. Um, and with us being almost coupled together with these BRICS countries, uh, that has had a negative effect on the RAND. So anything that happens to any of these emerging markets also has an effect on South Africa. But isn't that, isn't the BRICS, that why, did, why did SA then move into the BRICS agreement if that makes us so volatile that if any of those markets change, we change? Well, if you look at the larger scheme of things, it actually has a, a very positive effect on us. Because, because of the fact that we're part of BRICS, um, we almost have some a lot better relationships with these Chinese and, and Russian countries, which could help us when, when it comes to trade negotiations. I mean, always, you always need a, a friend when it comes to these negotiations. Um, and because China, Russia, Brazil, they're all large players and they're all larger countries than South Africa is. It really is good to have them in your corner. Okay, okay. That feedback's perfect. Thank you so much. I think we're going to move on now. So, listeners, here at Know Your Finance with Preharvest, we want to do all the research. We want to do the nitty-gritty, the hours, and get the exact perfect info for those of you guys who are curious about finance. So, next, Paul's going to talk to us about some extremely important news happenings or changes that happened in the finance world this month? Just a bullet point, three things. What do you, what do you think, Paul? Well, uh, the repo rate has gone down, uh, which is good news for everybody, for anybody that's owing money. Those are, that are trying to save money, uh, not such a positive effect. Just something that we've seen over the past month as well, um, and the past, actually the past period, is uh, something that they call shrinkflation. I know a lot of people know about inflation and deflation, but not many people know what shrinkflation is. And uh, shrinkflation is actually where 
you're paying the same price for a product, but the quantity or the size of this product has decreased. I mean, we've, we've recently seen it with, uh, with Coke, decreasing the size of their 500 ml bottles to 440 mils and uh, just keeping the price the same. And then uh, on another level, South Africa has actually managed to, to avoid a, a downgrade by the ratings agencies, which has been very good. Um, I mean, Cyril Ramaphosa has been amazing for the economy so far. He's been talking about getting thousands of billions of, of rands worth of investment from overseas. But that's really been good for investor confidence. Well, that's great, Paul. Thank you so much for that bullet point summary. I'm sure the listeners enjoyed it. And if there's one guy that can pull South Africa up, it's, it's Cyril. I, I, I'm going to back my boykies, as they would say in rugby. <laughs> yes, I'm, he's a stable, stable leader with good records, with, with, a, with a good record of, of making good decisions. Um, so I completely agree that investors would be interested. And that's obviously great for us and great for ESA and great for the RAND and everyone. With Cyril coming from a business background, it's not something we've seen in a long while in South Africa, actually. To have, a, to have a businessman as the, the chief of your country, it's something that every country can, can really benefit from. No, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I'm, I'm super excited about him. Moving on. With the tax going up, with the repo rate going down, so we should be able to um, pay back money faster but not save money better, this, this month, what would be your top strategy to save money this month? Well, I think that we're also taking into account the shrinkflation that we spoke of. It's time, I think people need to reassess what they're spending their money on. Do you really need to, to buy the, the luxury items? I mean, for instance, do you, do you need to buy your, your meat from, from Woolworths or is it possible to, for you to buy it from, uh, say, a food lover's market? Do you really need DSTV subscription that you've been paying every month when, in fact, you only watch the rugby over the weekend? Is it really necessary for you to pay, to have that expense? Um, and I think everybody should just take a sit down, have a look at their budget, and really see where they can save money. Um, I've actually done a, a relook at, at my personal budget as well as the company budget, and you do find that there's a lot of money that you're spending on, on stuff that's unnecessary and that doesn't add, add value or, or generate wealth for you. Yes, no, I completely agree. I'm just going to put in the tech side. So, guys... Don't, don't every, everyone shouldn't cancel the DSC description. Make a deal with your neighbor or your father or your father-in-law if, you, if, you, if you're brave enough and let him keep the DSTV and then just ask for his DSTV now subscription um, code, username and password because then you can pay him a flat rate of 100 or 200 bucks on the DSTV and then you can still rock, watch the rugby. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a good compromise to, to be honest. And also, guys, let's be honest, we are all streaming. Showmax, there's lots of Netflix, all those. I'm not going to mention any, I'm not going to put attention to any brand, but there's lots of online streaming things that most of us anyway just watch on DSTV. And let's be honest, who watches ads anymore? <laughs> anyway, uh, Paul, I'm, I'm also always excited about this section. Um, listeners, so for so yeah, know your finance with Pre-Harvest. Every month we, we zoom in on an exciting client story experience that Paul had to solve this month. Paul, what do you have to say? Now, Debbie, uh, during the past month, um, I mean, a lot of, of, of companies actually have a, a February year-end, and they've reached a point where they're now in dire need of financial statements. Uh, the banks are asking for it to, to give them the credit that they need. They want to sign up for advanced customer um, guarantees, 
And uh, there are a lot of reasons why you would need your financial statements and up-to-date management accounts. And we've seen, I've seen a lot of clients come to me and saying, Paul, we need, we need the financial statements. Within a week or two, the, the people are hammering down our doors. They need it. And uh, we were able to help with that. We do use Caseware, which is an amazing financial statements product, uh, which helps you compile your financial statements to get it within uh, statutory compliance and also to, to really to comply with the financial accounting standards. And uh, the turnaround time has been, has been great. We've been able to do the financial statements within a week or two, obviously depending on the size of the company. And um, there's been a, several companies that we've been able to help out of a jam. Oh, that's perfect, Paul. It's, it's, so it's, it's always good to hear that a service provider, when, the, when push comes to shove and when the poor boy hits the fan, you can make a plan or work through the night to solve something for your clients. Yes, David. I mean, obviously, um, taking into account um, one or two or three hours less sleep to get your, to, your client out of a fix or to, to prevent, say, SARS or the CIPC coming down on them, uh, it, it's a no-brainer which, which one you're going to choose. You can keep the client happy. I completely agree. That, that could be a quote on a t-shirt, my man. Losing three <laughs> hours sleep, save clients' ass. Oh, I don't know if you can say that. I'm, I'm going to have to keep that. But as you know, Paul, as you know, you're a business owner. Client service is, is, is the most important thing. Obviously, your business has to be good and you have to deliver good products and, and a good service. But client service is, is, the, is the glue that holds everything together. Um, would you agree? Yeah, no, David, definitely. Um, I mean, every client is also unique. You need to be able to, to build that relationship with your client. You almost need your, to treat your clients as family because uh, hopefully it's going to be a project that you can carry on in the long run. And uh, if you start off on the wrong foot, then um, it's going to be a very, very unfortunate and uh, unhappy relationship that you might have with the client. And that's not something you want going on for, for 10 or 20 years. No, definitely not. Um, I don't know if I, I should be. Um, I, I'm, I'm a bit in bet- I'm a bit bittersweet because you just stole my word. I was about to say business has to be like family, <laughs> because a family member you can tell them, hey, I'm not being rude. This is just being. This is just me saving you and saving the business. We have to do this by Friday. We have to do this by Monday. Please get your stuff in line because then I can get my stuff in order and then we are both safe. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's it's a case of tough love. Um, but at the end of the day, we're there to help the client. So um, we can only help him if he helps himself. I completely agree. I completely agree. Moving on. Thanks, Paul. Give us an in-depth look at one of the services that Preharvest Business Solutions has to offer. Well, David, we mentioned the financial statements now. Um, and that's something that every company needs to look into. Um, there are a lot of startups out there. And I think a, a lot of people registered a company with the idea of, you know, this is a nice way to make money. But there are several statutory compliance um, requirements in terms of the Companies Act that you need to adhere to. For instance, the the Companies Act specifically states that each and every company needs to have uh, financial statements prepared before six months after financial year end. And um, especially your smaller companies forget about that or don't know about that. Um, And they could be two, three, four years behind um, and uh, the CIPC are now um, crunching down on that. They've brought in what they call um, XBRL, which is your, 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 your extensive business reporting language. And uh, they're going to start asking for companies to, 
to submit the financial statements in a specific format. Um, your your PDF apps are, are out of the window. Your your Excel financial statements are out of the window, and um, that's where you need a you need a product like, for instance, Caseware or a company that can help you with that, because um, you are going to need to be able to submit your financial statements in the XBRL format. Um, and I think that's where we can come in, and that's where we can really make the process easier for you. Well, that's perfect, Paul. Um, I, I just want everyone to know that Paul got me out of a jam. I think one of my companies in 2011 that was registered, I completely forgot about it, and there was a deadline, and he saved me. So if you if you are like me, <laughs> and forget about all this financial stuff, and the see, I don't even know the names. I'm just going to call it financial admin, and all the SARS laws. I really suggest you you contact Paul. Uh, Paul, how how would they do that? Well, Devia, um, as mentioned before, we've got our we've got our website, which is uh, preavis.co.za. That's P-R-I-A-V-I-S, um, and there's a there's a contact form that can be filled in. They can email us directly on contact at preavis.co.za, um, or they can they can do a live chat, which I think is actually the easiest way to get in contact with us. On the website, just click on the live chat on the bottom right corner, and uh, someone will be able to assist you within minutes. Oh, that's perfect, Paul. I think that that would be perfect. Anywhere that people want to chat, I think they are catered for. Um, I really just want to thank you so much for this podcast um, today, um, and I hope you have a great day, my man. Perfect. Thanks, Devi. Same to you. And you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye. (laughs)